Welcome to the Fitness Tech Podcast. This is show number 22 for March 1st, 2011. We're doing a special uh, Tuesday night edition of the Fitness Tech Podcast. Uh, tonight I have with me Carrie Adams. Who sounds like she's breaking into a bag of chips. No, maybe not. <laughs> Carrie, how are you doing this evening? I am excellent. How are you? Good. It's good to have you. Uh, you might remember back from a couple podcasts ago, we had Jason Jacetic on uh, to talk about his uh, ultra distance running and uh, actually snowshoeing. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And Jason's back from uh, Spartan Race down in Southern California uh, this last weekend. And we're going to talk about that as well. Jason, how are, besides being sleep deprived, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, Jim. It's doing good. Well, thanks. Good to have you back on the show. I want to let folks know if they want to contact me uh, on the podcast, have questions or comments about what we do, podcast at theaverageguy.tv. Um, the podcast have been doing real well, real well over the last couple of weeks, and uh, not only this podcast but the home tech podcast as well, and you can get all that information out on theaverageguy.tv. We've got some good stuff coming up this weekend, too. We're going to talk about that here shortly, so so hang around. Um, we've got, I think, a bunch of coverage going on this weekend um, around this 100-mile snowshoe event that, uh, that Jason's going to do, so um, that should be fun. So if you got some time to burn this weekend and you can hang out around Ustream, uh, we'd love to have you uh, chime in and and watch some of the live stuff. Carrie, you headed out to Southern California this weekend. Uh, Jason, you were out there as well. You left your resort community in Vermont and headed <laughs> <laughs> and headed down to Southern California for a Spartan race. It was the Spartan uh, the Spartan SoCal Vale Lake Resort. It was probably anything uh, uh, but a resort for you guys. Carrie, talk a little bit about that event and and uh, kind of what what went on for you guys this weekend. Yeah, so um, you know, I was really excited. I was going to go to Southern California and run. So mentally, I was thinking, you know, good weather, some sun. Because it's California, um, right? I guess yeah. you know, you're thinking yeah. I get to leave the 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 you know the frozen tundra of Nebraska and go run. And, and mentally I was very prepared for that. And, uh, you know, race, race day shows up and it's 40 degrees and pouring rain and pretty cold, pretty miserable. So it was, it was definitely not what I was prepared for mentally. Um, and, and on top of that, I, uh, had just found out that I had a stress fracture in my foot. So I wasn't feeling the best going into it from a, a physical standpoint, but, um, you know, you, you gotta, yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Jason, when did you, so you're out in Vermont, so you had to travel all the way across the country, you know, a, a four hour trip across to LA. When did you get there for the, for the race? I came in a Thursday afternoon and that was a Saturday race. It was a Saturday race, yes. Talk yes. a little bit about this race, because a Spartan race, you know, uh, for, for most of the listeners, we think of these races, these 10K races where we show up at a local high school a parking lot, and then we run a 10K, and, and you know, it's done in an hour, and, um, you know, if you're lucky, you might get muddy or a little mud on your shoes. Talk a little bit about this Spartan race. I mean, how long was it? What, what did it entail um, from, a, from an obstacle standpoint? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of funny, you know, you think about putting on a, a 10K road race, you kind of start preparing for it on the morning of. We started building on Monday. The build team was out Monday uh, that week starting to build obstacles. You know, we had four U-Haul vans full of lumber, and, and we have a 48 by 8 trailer full of all kinds of nonsense. And, um, you know, everything from 30-foot pulley uh, rope pulls of, of weights to cargo net, um, obstacles, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of working, working, uh, a Spartan event is like being a carny, you know, as opposed to, or a roadie as sure. opposed to the race director. Yeah. You, you kind of have to roll into town like the circus and build a whole production and then pack up and leave. Yeah. And so what kind of obstacles, so you talk about lumber, so what, what kind of obstacles are the, are, are they the same in every race? Are they different? I mean, what, what are these obstacles like? There, there, you know, there's a, let's say there's a standardization with, uh, an improvisation, um, based on venue, you know, uh, you have, you know, if you, if you have the 
400, you know, like a, like a 100 yard bear crawl underneath a, a tarp, you know, canvas, you have to find the right terrain for that. So sometimes it's a little longer, sometimes it's a little shorter. Um, we have typically the uh, scaling walls, some slippery walls, um, spear throwing. Uh, we even have mental obstacles, a Rubik's cube you have to yeah, solve. Yeah, I heard about this Rubik's cube thing. So you got to come up to the station, solve the Rubik's cube before you can. Can I just can... tell you of yeah. all the obstacles? Um, that was the one that I said, "Screw it! What's the penalty? I'll just do it and go." <laughs> like I didn't the physical challenges. I was like, "That's fine, I can do that." But I got to the Rubik's cube and I was like, "Okay, what what do I got to do? Fifty push-ups? You got it. I will do that instead." I was okay. just. So there is an out. If you're just screwed, you can do the whatever the penalty is. Well, and not, some... not always. I mean, because for some of them, there was a penalty, but that didn't mean you were absolved. It meant that you did the penalty because you failed it the first time. You had to continue to try until you were through it. All right. So it just it was variable um, for that particular obstacle. The 50 push-ups okay. allowed me to move on. Uh, through the Rubik's Cube. I, I thought that was pretty interesting that it would be a, a me this mental challenge to – to, to pull that off. So Jason, what yeah, else? That, that comes right from the death race, um, okay. you know, kind of, which is the pinnacle and the, you know, the death race, you, you know, you hear these stories about hour 30, you know, you find yourself, you know, you're, you're destroyed and you're sitting in the water underneath the, you know, like in a cave translating Greek texts for, for two hours, you know, 30 pages of it. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but other obstacles, uh, you know, a cargo net, um, climb, um, balance beams, a good deal of, uh, not, nothing like, you know, Russian gymnast, but a very narrow, narrow, uh, piece of wood to, uh, walk. Um, so it kind of, the whole idea is to have a functional fitness of, uh, agility. We have the over, under, over, under, which is a lot of leaping and then crawling, leaping and then crawling, hitting small targets with your body, getting through a tire. You know, yeah. certain things that 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 when you come running, if you know, if you're a competitive athlete and you just ran, you know, two miles, you know, in 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 twelve and a half minutes on on tough trails, and then then you have to navigate this is the last thing you want to do. Yeah, and I imagine the fatigue sets in. This was an eight mile course, is that right? Right, right around eight miles of uh, of pretty pretty variable trails some were cleaner than others and pretty steep at points and so and sloppy it was very wet so yeah, i can just tell you going down going up was uh was quite a bit more manageable than going down just because of all the weather and i i went with wave one so there wasn't really a lot ahead of us it was kind of a we're figuring this out as we go. So it, so. Looks, it looks like about five heats in, in this competition, each leaving roughly 15 minutes apart. And, and yeah, yeah. How many? So how many total? And then I guess you can divide that by five. But but how many in each heat then for the? Oh, race? well, the elite wave was about 450. That was a pretty the first wave really you know, that, that people can elect to get into. You know, that was quite a sight. I mean, it's a spectacle. You know, we probably popped eight smoke grenades and the fire jump is is kind of right towards the beginning and you know the music's cranked and you have the mc going i mean i was standing on a hillside when it started and i, I you know i was like this is a little bit brave part you know you got a bunch of you know. <laughs> that's awesome you know, all, yeah all right so let me get the mental <laughs> picture here right so you, you said 450 right 450 people um, so it's a little bit like the Iron Man start, right? They have a cannon and there's this thrashing of arms and legs in the water when that thing starts. This is a ground start. You guys threw smoke grenades. I'm sure there were some explosions. There's loud music. You got a G DJ cranking the music. I mean, high adrenaline start, right? Very much. And then you, you, uh, you come out, uh, you know, you, you round a bend and, and then you're right before a big pit of water. You, you're hopping over our, uh, our fire, you know, jump, which consists of, you know, a couple dozen Dora flame logs blazing away. And then you run right into a huge moat just in case you caught on fire. Yeah. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then you just keep, you keep, that's how you start. You know, that's the first 400 meters. Yeah. So 
you know, the high propensity for injury in, in something like this, I, I would imagine. Although the racers yeah, know what had... they're getting some, themselves into. How many, how many injuries do you get out of something like this? Well, we always have the best injury award. Um, it's an actual award you get at the end of the day. Um, yeah. The actual winner was not there to accept it because he was in an ambulance. Um, <laughs> he, he broke his leg. Um, oh, man. It's, it's, it's in good spirit. It's, you know, it's, uh, he got taken out uh, with the gladiators. There's a gladiator pit. Uh, the last obstacle we face is we get a whole bunch of really ripped burly guys and give them um, American gladiator style pugil sticks. Yeah. And they just, you know, their goal is to, to take you out and make good camera stuff. And it always is. It's really entertaining. It's, it's probably people's most favorite part. Really? You know? But yeah. 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 Uh, and, but as if you haven't suffered enough, wrong. the first eight miles, you know, your last 50 yards, there's these huge dudes trying to knock you down. So it's, yeah, it's a little demoralizing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I mean, we're not, I'm not trying to play it up. You know, the, the injuries happen in every race the trail running. I've seen, I don't, I don't think I've ever been to an ultra trail run where there hasn't been a broken ankle. Um, I, you know, it's just it's just par for course. Right. And this is a trail run with with so many lateral movements and, and, and uncontrolled uh, uncontrolled movements as you're zigging, zagging, dodging, ducking, voiding, you know, smoke bombs. I mean, it's not, you know, right. It's not a very controlled. It's a controlled, uncontrolled. Right. Yeah. Carrie, you're so you're running in this and you get to the gladiator part. I mean, how tired are you at that point? I mean, how, how are you feeling as you get to the. You know, you're within a mile or maybe even less than that of the finish, and there's these guys with sticks that just want to beat the crap out of you. Uh, how, how'd you feel at that point? Well, I have I, okay, so this race was far and away like the most unique event I've ever run for obvious reasons. I mean, what Jason's already said is very much indicative of what that run was like. You know, you've got these long stretches of really steep hills and, and really, you know, steep gradients back down. Um, in between that, you've got these crazy obstacles that you can't really prepare for. So you can't really, you know, you can't really train for this. It's not something that you can go out and you, know, you don't train for a Rubik's Cube challenge after, you know, ho- hoisting cinder blocks in the air and then yeah. carrying well, five gallon well, buckets of water around in waist deep water. And <laughs> you just don't like, know. <laughs> You know, that's the, you, you train for the unexpected, you know, uh, part of our philosophy, you know, a philosophy with Spartan races is, you know, if it sounds absurd, you should probably go try it, you know, when you're working out, um, uh, you know, you know, you, you met, you met Joe Decina, the, the yeah. one of the founders of Spartan race and, who, by you know, the way, went out to the start line with an ax. Let's just <laughs> let's just put that out there. Um, I, I ran with him for the majority of the race. He's the one that that started this whole crazy thing. And he, he rolls out to the start line in, in a poncho that was a garbage bag holding an axe, which I can only, you know, speculate as to why that was. And, and knowing him now, I think it was just to make it harder on himself and to intimidate anyone that was near the front of the pack. But um I mean, the guy's just a, phen- a phenomenal athlete, first of all, because I ran with him and I ran a good eight miles with him. But um, just a visionary of of what a competition of this magnitude can be from an athletic standpoint. It was and, 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 and yeah, and, and and we deal we deal with like that that non standardization. You get a lot of people with these emails like oh, what do I expect? And they're having panic attacks. And, and, and you know, we kind of send them a really nice reply going, you know, maybe this isn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we're, about, we're about overcoming uh, the unknown, the unexpected. And if you want a completely controlled plan, workout, and race day, race day, what do they always say? You know, you train to race easy. Race day is supposed to be something that you've rehearsed a hundred thousand times, and, right. and you just do what you're supposed to do. That doesn't really exist in a Spartan race. Uh, we're going to get you with something that you were um, that you weren't prepared for. Yeah, and, and that's the. I mean, that's really the draw here, right? Is this is for athletes who have done the traditional racing, um, who are really looking for a, a challenge that's not so predictable, right? I mean, something that. 
that they can go through that is not your typical, okay, so I trained for, th- I, you know, I've, I've got my running training plan. I went through it. I'm now ready to run a marathon or a half marathon or whatever. This is kind of like I've got to, I've just got to be in really good shape both physically and mentally, and then i got to be ready, ready for anything on the course. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. you can't and, and you can't really is, mentally get your I mean, you you just you show up and and you've been running and all of a sudden there's this crazy thing you've got to do and you can't really pace yourself out. Like I kept coming up upon obstacles going, I don't even I don't even know how to approach this. And I I run trails all the time. Right. I I run races all the time. So you find yourself in this really unfamiliar territory of I don't really know what I'm supposed to do now. Like, and, and you just, so you just do it. And so it, it felt kind of like this never ending, but really fast race. So it, it was very challenging to get through, but at the same time, all of a sudden it was over with because you could only, you focused on the, the first, you know, the next 10 yards, the next obstacle, the next whatever. Cause you, you, you didn't have the luxury of thinking about what am I going to be doing in 20 minutes? You were very much in the now, and you spent your entire race that way. So for probably an hour and a half, I was just living the next 30 seconds at a time. Yeah, in that regard, I mean, it's very, um, you know, if, you know, people that are out there, you know, uh, with their bomb shelters and, and canned tomatoes, you know, getting ready for the apocalypse, they should do some Spartan races. You know, if, if things turn Mad Max style, this might be the best, the best bet. Um, it's a very, it's a very kind of real life, uh, you know, the, the, like the founding principles of Spartan race is, is life throws you curveballs. Um, you know, complacency is a bad idea. And, and if you're looking for an event that is plotted out for you, start to finish that you, you need to walk, you know, color between the lines, it's not for you. Um, you know, and, uh, we're, we wear that, uh, proudly. You know, we're not trying to go head to head against uh, a a 10K in that regard. But we are, you know, we are we are a race, though. This isn't this is not a to differentiate. This is not a fun mud run. This is not like a a festival um, that there's a lot of great mud runs out there. I think the industry's like quadrupled in the last two years. You have a whole bunch of different well-produced mud runs which are, you know, costumes and people smoking cigarettes and drinking beer, you know. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, they've become very popular. I mean, now that, I'm that, seeing more beer at races than I've ever seen before. Right, and we have beer after the race. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there, there's a time and a place. Right. But, but we want to have athletes show up and um, demonstrate, you know, their, their ability in, in a sport that's, that caters to a non-traditional, uh, you know, not necessarily body type, but a different kind of person. Sure. Yeah, because it, it's both a physical and a mental challenge. So, it- well, and Jim, I mean, like the the obstacles themselves, there wasn't really an advantage to a specific body type. I mean, for for some of the walls, bigger guys would scale the walls faster than I would, but there was other opportunities within the obstacles for me to capitalize on being smaller being sure. faster. Sure. So there was never a time when I mean, you were challenged the entire way. So there was never an obstacle that was easy for me, but there were those that were probably more advantageous for, for my strengths and my skill set as an athlete than, than others. So I didn't ever feel like, Oh, well, this isn't fair. I'm a woman. And I'm, there's a bunch of men that are stronger than I am. It didn't, it didn't matter that these, these obstacles were creative and right. were just <laughs> sadistic and, and, and challenging to get through regardless, but they were equalizers. So you could go and compete regardless of what it was that you were, you were bringing with you and, and still feel like, you know, you're being challenged, but you're also mm-hmm. able to compete. So it was good. Jason, what, which obstacle did you find the most challenging for you personally? in this race i didn't race oh okay I, uh, so you, you took yeah, the rest time. Uh, yeah let me be clear i took the rest time to be clear i, I had enough work to do uh help and manage things you know um i right. when i my consulting with spartan races is mostly marketing and such but on race you know race weekend there's a whole lot of help to do in all departments okay and um i i was i actually kind of did a test run of most of the obstacles and i 
hit the eight foot wall that you have to scale, you know? And I looked at that. I was like, this is just not fun. You know, I was like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> you know, and it was, Carrie, it was right, it was right at a very kind of uh, tired point. It was right on top of, of one of the ridges. You know, you, I remember sitting at the start and you look up across the ridge line and you just see these little dots of people running yeah. across the mountaintop. It looked, you know, it, it looked like, um, surreal and then there's this eight foot wall they all have to you know climb unassisted leap grab pull yourself over flip over it and then yeah. keep going yeah well it was and bizarre it might... because most of it you know you're sitting in this in this valley before the race where the start was and you you know that the majority of this race is behind this mountain and you don't know what it was you can't you can't like. see it no, you don't, you don't you know no what to expect. They, the racers have no, have no idea. idea, right? No, and okay. you're you're just you know as you're standing there, and and for me it was like a mental thing, like I had to I had to get my head on straight because it was cold and I was I was not happy about the weather and I wasn't <laughs> dressed right and I I did, I did everything wrong. I didn't eat. I didn't have enough to drink before I went, and I, I just I really had to prepare myself mentally to go, but. You, you realize as, and, and very quickly in, inside the race, you get up behind the mountain. So you're, you're outside of sight and you're just, you're, you're out there. And I got a, what I could only estimate was maybe halfway out and had some, some foot problems. My foot wasn't doing great, but what, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, you're, you're out there, you just got to figure it out. So it was, it was a daunting, I mean, that, that course was brutal and it just it got after you so you had to just you just had to fight through it and and, and it, was, it was the worst weather in, in 200 years i believe uh, for for uh temecula you know san diego area they had snow that morning it snowed all that night people were absolutely petrified they thought it was you know armageddon coming yeah. um and we yeah. you know we didn't even we didn't even flinch you know because that's just the, the the production team's like oh cool this is this is a good element. You know, it was in line how, with the race. Like yeah. It. <laughs> it was very in line with the spirit of the race. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up in the, uh, in the San Francisco Bay area and a very temperate climate and we get snow. They got snow there once every 25 years. And so it is a big deal in those valleys when they get snow and the Californians start really freaking out. They, they, well, and I don't, I don't want to embarrass, do. I don't want to embarrass the Nebraskans because we run in the cold. Like it wasn't that that was a problem, but mentally I was not prepared for that. And I'll be honest, when I got there, I thought there's no way that these, that these people are going to show up because this is crazy. Like they're not used to this. And they did. Yeah. They showed up and they ran and I was really, really impressed. And I knew like, as these cars started rolling in and these people started coming, I was like, Oh man, like I'm going to really, I'm going to have to, these people are legit. So I'm going to have to get after it. And and I was really impressed by the venue. I was impressed by the other racers. It, it, it was... blew our. Say that it, again. It definitely the SoCal represented. Yeah, SoCal represented. We really didn't think as many people, which we were we were mentally prepared for a no show rate, uh, much higher. You know, we were released at ninety percent capacity. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, I don't know the exact numbers, but sure, um, there was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think maybe out of 1,500, I think less than 100 didn't show up. Well, so. That's pretty good. I mean, you'd expect that in a normal race. So, so any normal race, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good turnout. Jason, what kind of what kind of technology do you guys use? I mean, there's a certainly on the race itself, it's very rudimentary and very. Um, you know, very kind of back to earth, you know, you got fire and wood and rocks and you're throwing cinder blocks, but certainly there, there's some technology you guys rely on for, for the race itself. What, what do you guys use? I imagine how, how's the timing done on this standard, you know, standard timing procedure, timing mats. Um, so it's chip time, you know, net time, you know, and you don't have to worry about which wave you get into, you know, okay. Um, you know, uh, so that that's standard technology wise, you know, none of the production is very involved. We're all wired up with walkie talkies. There needs to be a lot of communication. Okay. You know, there's got to be a lot of, you know, volunteers and not just volunteers, but uh, educated and skilled volunteers that, that are directing you. You know, it's not like a half marathon where you, you grab some 
someone who needs to do community service, you put them at a turn at mile six and have yeah. them wave to the right, you know, and that's <laughs> all they have to manage with yeah. the day. Um, so, how, how many volunteers do you think it takes to pull something like this off? Jeez, uh, um, well over 100. Okay, so, and, and so how many on staff running the show there? Um, and, and then, so about a hundred volunteers and then how many staff people there running? Ooh, about 20. Okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was quite a production. It was, uh, you know, this was my first, uh, my first race with the company. So it was kind of okay. cool. Yeah. Good, good for you to see how that, that goes on. I'll tell folks as folks jump up the stairs there in the barn, um, they can get more information on Spartan races if they go out to um, SpartanRaces.com. They've they've got a whole website uh, kind of dedicated to events that are coming up. The SoCal race is still out there. It was February 26th. Then you can go out and click and look at the map if you want to. Um, there's some information about those. And then if you're interested in other races that the, the Spartan folks are doing, and and, and um, Carrie, you're going to do a Spartan race here coming up, right? Well, I did. I I just I did the. Oh, I mean, but you got one coming up that that you're gonna you're gonna do another. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did. So I did the the Super Spartan, which was the eight mile. Right. Um, which was fantastic. Um, I'm doing the Spartan Sprint in Texas, March 26th. So I will be going to that one as well. Um, if my foot will cooperate. Um, but yeah, it's it's like nothing I've ever done. I I can honestly say that was the most fun. I've ever had in a race. Jason, Probably. oh, go ahead, Carrie. Sorry. No, that I'm just within the last couple of years. Yeah. Like that's, you can't prepare for it. You can't. Right. Um, you literally and and for for me to be able to go out to a start line and not know what's going to be in front of me and to just go after that. That's that's a pretty cool feeling. And, and so. the, the Texas race is a three point one miler. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of a kind of a sprint. Um, oh, that's going to be a puke pace run, yeah. <laughs> uh, how long did it take, Carrie? How long did it take you to complete the entire eight miles? Um, about an hour and a half. Um, okay. I did not have a chip on, um, just because of the way that the day went for me, um, and there was a few things that I had to kind of do as I was going. But um, yeah, it was about an hour and a half. It was, it was a. A rough hour and a half. It was a lot of. Now, Jason, you were there. Was Car was Carrie being a wuss or what? <laughs> I'm just saying. I, no, not really. No, no, no. I, the times I saw her, kind of, we, you know, the quarter kind of went away from where I was and came back a few times, and I, I would catch her running, and she she looked she looked pretty tough. So she was she was holding her With the stress fractured foot, I was impressed. Yeah. 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 Well, well, well good deal. Um, Jason, anything else from, from the Spartan race perspective, uh, any questions I didn't ask? Um, we talked about the website, so if folks want to get more information about Spartan races, just spartanraces.com and, uh, and Spartan race, uh, Spartan, Spartan I'm race. sorry, you're right. Spartanrace.com. Um, and folks can go out there and, and get that. If you were, um, if you were given some advice, maybe to a first timer that was thinking about, uh, doing a Spartan race, uh, what kind of advice would you give them? You know, I would say, I would say, make sure you can run that distance, you know, have the endurance. So, you know, if you're doing a super Spartan, make sure that you're, you're more than capable to throw down eight or nine miles and uh, have the presence of mind to be able to um, navigate some challenges along the way, Okay. you know, and make the decision if, if you're out there to, you know, you know, have fun or if you want to go after after the win, you know, but, you know, be in the moment and just do your best. What's the, uh, what was the winning so. time on the Super Spartan? Um, he, he broke an hour. Um, this, this guy was a, uh, he, he's a 216 marathoner. His name is, uh, was it Hobie Cal? Hobie Cal, yeah. Hobie Cal. Uh, Hobie Cal. Great guy. And, and we're actually offering, he's on track to be, there's, he's the first race, but if you, if you win every Spartan race, including the death race, with the in, uh, you're allowed to lose two, we're offering up a hundred thousand dollars. So right now, uh, Hobie is the hundred thousand dollar man with a target on his back. Wow. And so now to make it interesting, anyone who beats him in Arizona gets a thousand dollars. You know. Okay. So yeah, so we you know we nice. we we, we uh, you know we wanna 
we want to bring out athletes sure. to do these things, make sure. it a legitimate, you know, enterprise. Um, so, so that's, uh, you know, so he ran to, to put it in perspective, he was running sub six the whole time. He's crazy. You know, he's, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a two sixteen marathoner. He can throw down sub five minute miles. Um, so when he did, I don't know, 58 minutes, 57, you know, yeah. he, he probably 57, he probably ran the intervals, um, you know, 45, he probably did the eight miles in and then, but the rest of the time he was busy negotiating obstacles. Yeah. That, that's just, I'm going to be honest. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> us average guys can't even fathom uh, uh, what what that entails i mean at, that's just uh, that's heroic in a lot of ways and well uh, he was before the race we were in the clubhouse and the guy you, you can't help but just adore he's such a nice guy and he he was running around like stretching and getting ready for the race and it just made you want to do jumping jacks like you just felt compelled to yeah. move when you were around him and he was so nice and just positive mm. and 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 a really good nice person so you couldn't help but like him even though he was just sick fast yeah that just yeah. I, I i can't even imagine jason what happens at the end of one of these spartan races we'd mentioned beer already but um uh, is there a kind of a standard set of activities that 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 are done at the end or is it to drink beer and go home? This is care. I, I think we honestly we'll, like this, this race is not about. It, yeah. Yeah. We've got to, we always that. have a band. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah. You know what? Hey, Jason, real quick. We are, your Skype is dropping in and out. So we're just losing you a little bit. Oh. On okay, sorry, sorry about that. No, no, that's okay. Let me, let me ask you that again. So and start back from the beginning. Cause I missed that. We missed the first part, the end of a Spartan race. What kind of activities go on? Uh, we always have a band, you know, we have food and beer. This race, it was burritos, beer, and, um, master splinter and the shredders. <laughs> was the band <laughs> that we had and they were they were pretty rad um you know and and so it was a really big uh you know kind of communal type event people hanging out afterwards it was a little cold so it wasn't quite the barbecue that yeah. we had probably hoped for but it's it's definitely the idea and a lot of folks stay around for that yeah yeah uh like i said uh people were a little muddy and chilled this time, you know, it's a lot of uh, those thermal wraps people were glad to have. Yeah. You know, those, whatever that spacesuit. Yeah. The, sil the silver ones that you get <laughs> and kind of, kind of keep you warm. Cause yeah, I imagine they're out in the, you know, they're out in the elements. It was probably a cold day. They've been sweating for an hour, hour and a half. That can't be too comfortable. So, yeah. But a lot of people, a lot of people hung out. There was a nice, you know, nice, uh, nice line at the beer tent. That's always good to see. Very cool. Well, 26 days to the Texas event. That's March 26th. Um, and, you know, I was out here looking at the pricing and um, not, uh, not too unreasonable. I mean, I, I'll plot, you know, I'll put down 70 or 80 bucks for a marathon. And uh, the individual costs on these, um, if you get in early uh, for the sprint, so or what? What do you call the Texas one? The three point one mile. You don't call it a sprint. What do you? We do. We call it a. We call it oh, a sprint spark. Okay. Good. Wait. So, there's but there's one in Arizona in in next week, right, Jason? Uh, the twelfth, the eleventh, whatever the Saturday okay. is. Yeah, that's a super. Yep. So if you wanted to get in on this Texas event, though, the sprint, maybe you wanted to try a Spartan event out. Um, at least at this point in time, uh, the cost is still just fifty dollars. So that's that's a pretty for per individual. That's a pretty good price for, uh, you know, an hour or two. Now a, a sprint probably is going to take people a, a little less than an hour, maybe at the three point one, unless the obstacles are just ridiculous. Um, oh, they're ridiculous. We're going, <laughs> and we're going bigger, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, it, I, I think it's a when you think about the production and how and the products you're getting. I mean, I, I saw this year the Chicago Marathon was $140. Yeah, it's getting expensive. It is uh, getting expensive. I, I got priced out of competing in triathlon. You know, yeah. when I started doing triathlon, it was it was 40 bucks. You know, right. I'm I'm not old. You know, right. I, and now and now a sprint triathlon, which I think has much less setup than what we're doing. They're not doing eight days of building and tearing down, and and they're easily $150 now. And uh, you know, even when I, I remember when I won my first prize money, it didn't even cover my entry. 
<laughs> yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that's... Well, and, and Jim, I should tell you that um, there's a very, very good chance that there will be a Spartan race in Nebraska in 2012. Yeah, so yeah. Keep that's... your eyes peeled for that because it'll be announced probably soon if that's going to happen. And uh, that'd be big because there's nothing like that in the Midwest. You know, uh, because our core here is in the Midwest, I, I know there's a lot of folks that listen um, to the show from the Midwest. So if you're within, you know, uh, 200 miles of Omaha, this should be something that should be pretty exciting to you, especially if you're interested in something more than just running. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, keep keep your eyes and ears. We'll talk a, a lot about that here on this show. And uh, so keep your ears open for uh, the events yet to come for Spartan Race here in Omaha. And, Carrie, that'd be exciting, I, I think. That'd be great for Omaha to have a race here. Um, I think uh, I think we could make it a pretty badass race, to be honest with you. I do, too. You know, I, I've talked to um, some of the folks that do the Living History Farms race, the, the Des Moines race, and they close out at 7,500 people. And this would be very much in line with what they do. Um, we, we've got smaller versions of this, like much smaller versions, but nothing of this magnitude. And I think it would be a big draw for the Midwest. So... I think we could we could really um, we could throw down a good a, a good yeah. race here in town for sure. Again, more information SpartanRace.com and uh, they they do they have a great website. So go and take a peek at that. Hey, before we go too much longer here, I do um, you know Jason, you got a little run coming up here in the next uh, in the next couple days. Kicks off. Yeah, it's coming up close. Kicks off Friday at noon. Um, you're going to snowshoe for 100 miles. It's going to start Friday noon. Is that noon Eastern then, I would take it? Yeah, noon and, Eastern. And it's a 10K uh, course that you're going to loop just forever, basically, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just you're going to go around and around and around. Snowshoeing is not like running, I would imagine. No, no, I, t- I, uh, I got my race snowshoes today. I, uh, had a friend, uh, ship me up a pair and, you know, they're as light and as small as they can get. And, and even then running is still a very awkward yeah. thing to do. Uh, there is a snowshoe, uh, marathon going on starting Saturday morning and those people will, will run as best they can, but their, their heart rates, uh, you know, your typical heart rate versus your pace is much different than it would be running. Um, and the courses, the course, the 10K course, I, I did it today. There's not one moment that feels comfortable. You're either kind of going straight up or straight down, winding a, a very gnarly trail. You know, there's there's nothing about it that uh, there's no rhythm to it. You're just sure. kind of straining right from the beginning. Yeah. So up up and down hills, it's kind of a shuffle. Um, for anybody who's ever snowshoed before, it's it's not the most natural motion. You're, I imagine at some point the trail will get fairly packed down as as the racers go across it. How many racers are you anticipating, at least at this point, running this with you? Well, for me, I'm running with with four other individuals okay. for the uh, for the 100 miler. But there'll be about 200 people starting Saturday morning. So we'll have it we'll have it nice and packed down yeah. for everyone else. Yeah, that is, that's um, so you, nice you, of you. You, you, did hear him say, you did hear him say 100 miles, yeah, right? Yeah, 100 miles. 100 of it. So, miles. And, and how, 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 what's the pacing on that, Jason? Because people need to understand that we're not talking about, you know, a 15-minute mile. Like, what, what does that look like? It's, it's, I'm, I'm shooting for a 20-minute mile, a nice steady, you know, I'd like to do three miles an hour continuously with maybe a, a 30 minutes news at some point it's you know it's more like an expedition yeah than it is a traditional race so um so what how the, uh, the course i mean i think we're, we're i'm sorry no no keep going oh we're do there's a thousand feet of climbing each loop times 15 loops i mean that's fifteen thousand feet of of elevation gain total so you're not you're not going to hit that at a run or you'll be done really quick right yeah yeah, very quick, and and I and I imagine that's something. If you burn out in the first lap, I mean, it's going to be a long race. Yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, we we start at noon, you know, so I'll get two laps in before a very long and cold night. I, I don't know if the listeners have ever done any racing at night on trails. It's uh, you know, you got your little headlamp, and and you know, there's going to be five of us in, in this very dark and scary mountain. And um, part of part of trail racing, if you get into 50 milers, is is not 
you know, you're going to get lost. It's about dealing with getting lost. And, you know, mm-hmm. so you, so you win an extra 5k don't, you know, everyone else did too. You have to keep your head together. Uh, it's just impossible to, to, to hit every single, um, turn without, you know, yeah. without some slip up at some point. Yeah. Now I know the, um, uh, the the Leadville 100 is is a you know is a run starts at 10,000 or almost 11,000 feet and they run up to 14 and back and that is also starts in the afternoon and they run throughout the night and finish that thing sometime the next morning or the afternoon. You're so you're going to be in the woods. It's going to be dark. You'll have a headlamp. Um, you'll make these loops. What kind of what's your nutrition like during this? Are you eating during the loops? Are you eating? Are you waiting till you come in to eat? Are you eating every loop? Yes, Ethan. Uh, let's talk about your nutrition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have. I'm going to have. You know, the uh, luxury, and actually, every hundred mile racer is going to have the luxury of Carrie's cooking her uh, nice. healthy cooking. She's going to do up some. Uh, you know, I don't want to get um, accused of doping if I'm. Uh, way out and lead uh so i want to i want to sh- equalize the field so to speak um yeah. And, yeah. and have everyone eat her food also and, and if i don't want to be the only one that's sick too so. right. <laughs> maybe you need a cup bearer you know someone to test the food oh my goodness you know i'm gonna be there in a few days man so watch yourself carrie well, so what's on the menu well, okay, so the the first part of it is is just before they even go out. And, you know, you want to have them eat several hours before they even hit the trail because the last thing you want is a really full stomach. So you want lots of glycogen, glycogen stores without a really full stomach. So we'll probably do some kind of a pasta before they go. For Jason specifically, every lap, he's going to do a lot of liquid nutrition because for that, that amount of time um, and that kind of energy expenditure, you really need to be mindful of how you're taking in calories, how you're recovering. And, and it's not just about calories. It's about caffeine because he's going to be awake for an extended period of time. Um, we're going to try to keep his, his, um, his tissues really, really strong. And, and he's going to be actively destroying his muscle muscle tissue. So we're going to be trying to actively repair that as he goes. So really, I, I don't know what a hundred miles looks like, um, in a snowshoe cause I've never done anything like that. So we're just going to be real flexible as yeah, we go. That's the key. That's the key point. Like there's part of me that listens to you with all these, with the great, the, these great optimal plans of, you know, absorption of food and, and, and all, you know, and yet there's part of me that thinks, you know, you know, eat a few out, you know, I, I could see myself on the starting line with a pizza, you know, yeah. like getting ready to go. And, and that's possible that, that's, <laughs> and, and honestly, that's the, like, old Jason. The, 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 the bottom that's, line is like, we have to, like, he knows his body. Right. And I know physical signs of, of, you know, fatigue and, and of, you know, dehydration and things like that. So as he comes around and does loops, we're just going to have to evaluate every lap, you know, where are we at? What do we need to do? Um, there's, there's theories that play into this. There's all of these great plans that we have and we do, we have a really solid plan going into it. Um, but the worst thing to do is to just assume that that plan is going to cover every scenario. So, and and we talked about it a little bit this last week. Um, we'll have the plan, and then we'll have the flexibility to know that the plan may not may not hold up the whole time, and we'll just right. have to to deal with that. And Jason has um, very very kindly given me the first fifty miles, um, only to to say that the second fifty miles is his. So if he wants. Um, you know, hostess cupcake with, um, was it a slim Jim shoved into it at mile 50 that I would have to acquiesce to that. And and, uh, so I, I, I have said that, yes, that will happen, but, but let's be honest, Jim, that won't happen. He'll never get a host. Carrie, is, is there any baby food in order for this? I know you're famous on adding (laughs) baby food to your, to some of your recipes and Um, and I've seen that. And so is there any plan to mix in any baby food to the calories? Not not during the race itself. No. Um, there, there's, you know, there's all these different philosophies about how to replace calories. Um, the only solid food 
that's really a good a good bet during something like this is things like millet, um, things that are not going to expend a lot of stomach space. Um, obviously, he's going to be exerting a lot of effort, so we want to maintain um, the least amount of of space as possible that as he's eating. So there's so many things you're trying to functionally accomplish. You're trying to replace calories. You're trying to restore energy. You're trying to do all of these different things, but the stomach's only so big. So, you know, we're just going to be flexible and, and it's, it's a luxury for me because I'm not the one out there doing a hundred miles. So I can, I can, I can experiment with combinations of things. So here's how it's going to work, Jason. You're going to come around and Carrie's going to be, laying there rubbing her stomach from all the food you should have been eating she's like sorry i had to test it <laughs> that's exactly what's gonna happen you know that i ate all your food here's a jar of peanut butter <laughs> go and you'll be i can just see you scooping just handfuls of peanut butter right out of the jar and and eating that along the way. Since today is National uh, Peanut Butter Day, uh, I thought we would. And that, that's we would, one of that's yeah. one, you know Jason's favorite things to eat. And, Jason, I, are you going to take any technology with you on this? I mean, uh, watches. Um, do you have? Do you monitor your heart rate while you're doing uh, this? Do you? I, I am gonna. I am gonna wear a heart rate monitor. Um, and it's actually. It's actually. Um, I'm gonna set, you know, I'm gonna uh, set set the zone to keep myself in a certain register so that it beeps at me when I don't. You know, typically in a race, I use a heart rate monitor to keep me from going too hard, too fast, which I'll definitely use it for. But I'm actually more afraid of my heart rate dropping too much. Okay. Uh, you know, because in a race, once you hit 12 hours, 13 hours, you start to dog it. You know, and and you really need to have. Uh, something to keep you keep you moving at a, at a faster clip so yeah i don't want to be lulled into a into a stupor so i'm going to wear a heart rate monitor with a pretty pretty consistent uh pace in mind well you have he also needs to have a, a timer on his watch because he'll be taking in nutrition about every 15 minutes so it there's a variety of different things that will be comprised in that but um yeah, he'll he'll have he'll definitely have some some help from a technology standpoint to accommodate that. We're, we're gonna do our best with that. Yeah, you know, it's, right. stomach's a funny thing. I mean, Mark Mark Allen, famous you know six-time Kona winner. I mean, he said he's raced I don't know forty Ironmen professionally, and he said one of them was it was about swimming, biking, running, and nausea. And only once in his career was nausea not a significant factor yeah. of uh, of the race and. And so I remember the, the last 24-hour race I did, I, you know, Carrie, you're going to love to hear this. You know, I went seven hours without taking any fluids or food Ooh, just because wow. it, it, it yeah. wasn't happening. It yeah. just wasn't happening. Well, no. and, and truly, like, the, the, the science is the science, but the athlete is the most important thing. So we're going to know very quickly what, what Jason needs, and, and we'll be very flexible and responsive to that. So... If you become too slavish to the pro, like the protocol that you have set out, it, it could be as much your downfall as it would be right. what you envision as being your success. So we've talked about that. We know going into it, we're just going to be very responsive to whatever it is that needs to happen. And I think we're both on that page. So it's just it, it'll be really interesting because I, I don't know what a 100 mile snowshoe looks like. Um, I know what some ultra endurance events look like, but this is so different from a time perspective, from an exertion. It's not running. It's not biking. It's, right. it's, it's completely in a different zone. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> yeah. It, so it, we, we just, we just have to be, we just have to know that. And we just have to, you know, Carrie, it's okay. She's going to do that now every time she sees me. Oh, yeah, that. my my three year old um, has a great British accent yes. that she likes to yeah. she likes to use. But so yeah, we're we're just we're gonna go into it with a really a really good um, flexible approach, and and it'll it'll work out. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, and I'm no ultra guy, but but Jason, I you know, it for for whatever reason for me, and as I've run the the marathon at 20, I just I get that sick to my stomach feeling. 
And and so as you talk about you know that that nauseous and I just I can't even consume calories at that point. I don't want to I, I you know, and so I've I've gotten in the habit of not consuming anything after about sixteen or seventeen, and just kind of gutting Unless it. Unless my and, protein bars are there, and then you want them every six well, miles. Well, there we Let's go. Just but be honest. No, but we, I haven't I haven't tried your protein bars at twenty yet. So. <laughs> So, but I, I get that feeling, that sick feeling and, and, it, and at some point I just need to force myself to throw up cause I just feel better after I do that. And then, you know, finish the race at that, you know, at that point. So it is, it's tough. And now you're going 24 hours and I can't even imagine what that is going to be like uh, for you. But for folks who are listening, uh, either on the recording or live, we're going to do some live podcasting uh, with you on Saturday. So we don't exactly know what time because, you know, you can't predict as you're coming around on the 10K and, and what kind of things are going to be happening. But if folks uh, tune in, theaverageguy.tv, I'll try and post it up. Yeah. Carrie... You might as well just let her make the noise as you grab the microphone. It just makes an awful sound. <laughs> this is the funniest uh, thing ever. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry. This no, is it's okay. horrible. So oh, on yeah. Saturday, uh, folks, follow me on Twitter, just at Jay Collison. I will be working with you, Carrie, and you'll be, you'll, we'll be going back and forth. Jason, we're going to try and get you live here uh, at some point in the race to have you kind of come in and tell us how you feel. You'll have been racing for 24 hours or for close to 24 hours at that point. And so for a few minutes, we're going to ask you how you feel, what's going on. And I'm sure you'll be saying things you probably won't remember later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, probably if there's a live stream, we, we, you know, you want to keep that the five second delay. Yeah, handy. there you go. We'll, we'll <laughs> ask really challenging questions. We'll ask about his political views. Yes. It'll be hard hitting, hard hitting uh, television is what we'll be aiming. No, for. I, I think it'll be kind of fun. I mean, uh, we're not going to take a ton of your time, but but you know, um, it, it, as long as you want to rest and and we'll try and get you, you know, we'll we'll try and ask you some questions about how you're feeling and how the race has gone and how you've approached it. It might be a great time to ask, uh, how did the nutrition plan work out? Was Carrie successful uh, in that yeah. at all? You know? Yes, let's it, do that. It's a big let's experiment. Let's make sure that's the first thing we ask is how well The Carrie's first thing is, to, how do you feel because of Carrie? That's, that's the first question I want. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it, I, well, it, I'm, I'm anxious to know. I mean, inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. Does that clean diet stuff actually work on a 24-hour race? Well, right, let's, we'll just, let's just be clear that the clean is the preparation. The race itself is more about managing endurance. Yeah. So that's not so much in a clean, in a clean vibe. That that's more of a just endurance space. Because what we're trying to do is accomplish a lot of things that nutrition's not going to do. So yeah. you can't expect to eat your way through that. It's going to be more about replacement. It's going to be management of. <laughs> Carrie's now taking her out of the room. I love that. Management of the three-year-old that's that's wanting attention yeah. right now. But yeah, it's it's a different, like that's a different thing. But the the pre-race, you know, some of the things that Jason's doing right now um, are more in line with that clean eating. Some of the things I'm, I've been asking him to do, eating more of a raw diet so that his intestines are as clean as possible. So as he's taking in nutrition, it's absorbed and things like right, that. So right. it's, it's more in that space right now. Yeah. Jason, what's your, uh, so as you're going to bed at night and you're thinking about this race, what's your biggest fear at this point? Um, probably, uh, probably just losing my sense of humor and losing, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, it, it, my biggest fear is having a meltdown. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, imagine, imagine your most like shortest fuse moment where you're, you're like about to lose it and then multiply it by a thousand yeah. is, is how these things can go. Right. And, uh, as long as I can stay positive, you know, I won't have to worry about it. That's good. I'll have care there to help. But, um, you know, at some point I know there's going, and it's going to come, it's going to come alarmingly early you know will it be mile 25 will it be mile 40 where i decide like not that what i decide but when it occurs to me that this is really a really bad idea for the first first of many hundred times where i will say that to myself yeah um it's a big and it's also a big science experiment uh you know i've only been snowing snowshoeing for a month at this right. point 
And, um, you know, I, I, I think I can do it. I'm confident that I'm going to die trying. And that's about all I know. And so the, the unknowns kind of keep me up at night. But at the end of the day, if I can just, uh, just give it my best shot, I, uh, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, and, and I, that's the most we can ask for. I, I think you're going to do great, so I am anticipating a victorious podcast with you on Saturday, and you're going to come in and say, this has been the best experience ever. And, 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 uh, and, and you know what? It's, it's going to be tough, but you're up for the challenge, and uh, it'll be good to, to kind of see how you've made it through that, that experience. And, uh, yeah, and I'm really happy to do the podcast, you know, because, you know, I'm not a, a, I'm happy to share, you know, because, because of my physical ability being, you know, I'm not a pro ultra marathoner. This is new territory for me. Um, you know, I'm t- taking myself to a new place and I'm happy to have the chance to share that with people. I think everyone out there should, should try to do something unfathomable, you know, that, that like, you know, like whether it was an hour ago that you thought it was impossible and you just did it, or it's something your whole life you thought was impossible. Um, you know, and there's always the risk of dismal failure in, in, in pursuing that. And, uh, I'm really in touch with that. Cause I think that's what, uh, is a prerequisite for, uh, something, uh, amazing. So it'll be fun to, uh, lay it on the line and, yeah. uh, and, Invite people along. No, I'm excited about kind of following along with you, and we'll we'll try and do as much media as we can via Twitter, uh, through the podcast. Uh, let folks listen live if they'd like to. So, averageguy.tv forward slash live uh, for the weekend. I'll try and tweet out uh, just as much as I can from Kerry, um, as well. Uh, some updates of what you're doing. We'll we'll kind of you know get you launched on Friday and 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 mention that you're off and running. Carrie, I'm trying to load Carrie up with just as much technology as I can get uh, for her so she can send pictures and um, tweet stuff. And let's stuff. be honest, that's probably going to be the biggest challenge. Yeah. Like Jason's yeah. going to get through 100 miles. For me to be able to handle technology of that magnitude could could very well destroy me. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, your first goal is to make sure that guy is well, you know, has, has good nutrition. And then oh, for uh, sure. the, the technology comes second. But I, I uh, just want her to make me look good, you know, with the camera all the time. <laughs> Um, you know, I, you know, technology wise, I'm going to be posted on my Facebook, you know, every lap, have her put my splits up for my friends and family so that they know I'm alive. Oh, good. And, you know, uh, so Facebook and my Twitter will be going, going nonstop the whole race. Excellent. And what's your Twitter again? My Twitter is, is Jason Jack Sedic. Okay. And so is my Facebook. Perfect. So if folks want to follow you. Uh, they can head out to Twitter and search for that and uh, and friend you, or uh, at least on Facebook, on Twitter they can just follow you and and uh, keep up to date on your progress. And we'll be very active about that. I mean, I'll make sure to to keep those things going so people can know what's happening. It, I pretty much told Jason all he has to do is put one foot in front of the other. So. Yeah. Everything else will be handled, the technology, the food, all of that. He just needs to go out and, and, and do a little, you know, 100-mile walk and, and come back, and, and that's it. So you know, no dur- problem, right? <laughs> during, the, uh, during the Omaha Marathon last fall, I took my uh, phone with me, and at each at the 10K and then again at the half marathon and then at the 20-mile mark, I was getting out. I was tweeting, you know, where I was at, what my progress was, and people just thought I was crazy. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Everybody yeah. was like, that is the dumbest thing. They don't get it, right? For us, it's, it's a total, like, I got to tell you where I'm at in my progress. And, and, uh, and, and honestly, it was something to give me to look forward to. You know, okay, I need to get to 20 so I can tweet that. And, and now I need to finish it so I can tweet that. And, and some guys, you know, use poles along the side of the road or the next tree or the next mountain. I was kind of getting to the next tweet. You know, I had I had told folks that I was going to do this uh, before I ran it. And so those little technology tweets kind of kept me running. So, you know, whatever keeps you going. Right. Well, I told yeah, Jason no. he just needs to he just needs to do a lap at a time. And I, I think that's kind of the goal is just it's six and a half every time. Right. So just go <laughs> just, do just go do a lap and come back and then we'll figure out where we're at. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, one lap today wore me out. You know, that, that was a little disheartening. You know, I think <laughs> I, I think my body's is going into a good taper. Typically, yeah. I remember during during Ironman training, I, I felt awful the last two weeks before a race as as you back off. For me, a taper has been usually one of the worst parts of training, whereas some people really like it. So, 
Well, let's well, be honest. My my six and a half miles could be just way uglier than than your hundred because that's just that's that's quite possible. So <laughs> stay tuned for that too. That'll be interesting, Carrie. We'll we'll want a See, full report there, for you. There will be there will be media of me trying to to you know maneuver. When is your ten k? When are you doing I, that? I believe that's Saturday morning. I get in really late, um, really late that weekend. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm using that as an excuse, by the way. I'm yeah, just gonna well, throw that out there. What else is new? Just yeah, exactly. Saying. Exactly. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I'll I'll talk a little bit about that. That won't be very oh. interesting at all for anyone. Um, but I that that will happen yeah. too. So well, you know, I just want to show Carrie that I think we have more elevation gain on this course than the whole state of Nebraska. <laughs> That's very possible. <laughs> That's very, very possible. I mean, I just, all, all the hills in Nebraska added together. I just want to, I just want to represent Nebraska well, which is why I was so conscientious when I was in San Diego. Like I, I did, I, I complained significantly about the cold, not because the cold itself was so bad, but because I wasn't prepared for it. I had thought, you know, I'm going to be in some decent weather. So I didn't want to embarrass my Nebraska counterparts by my wussiness. But um, yeah, I will, I will do my best. To, to to get after you know my six six and a half yeah. well, snowshoe miles. What did we say we just don't have a lot of hills in Nebraska. I mean that's why we got to go yeah. to Colorado to get those. So it's it's uh, you know we think when you when you go up a two hundred and fifty foot incline you know that's a hill, and uh, it, it's um, that's about the best we get out here. Um, you know maybe three fifty if if you're in a good spot, but. Um, so yeah, Carrie, you're in for a haul, uh, this weekend as well. And I want to wish you the best of let's, luck. Let's not, let's like, no, Jason's doing hundred miles. I'm there to make sure he yeah, yeah. has what he needs. And, and, and as, as a slight entertainment value, I will be doing, you know, six and a half miles so people can laugh and, and, well, you know, well let me, let me, let me announce this on the air. Uh, I mean, Carrie doesn't even know this, uh, after mile 50, I'm, I'm allowed a pacer. So, you know, I might have to actually drag her out there in the middle of the night. There you to, go. Uh, I will. Do, I will. I would absolutely do that. I'm not and saying I, it would be beneficial for anyone, but you guys both know me at this point that I am more than happy to take on challenges. That's not to say that I will be, you know, fantastic at them. But yes, I will. I will go. I will. I'll do a little walkabout with you. Well, it, it'll be fun to keep up with you guys. I, I will try and, uh, and keep stuff lively from a podcast perspective and, uh, and at least uh, you know, stay up with the coverage um, throughout the weekend. Uh, one last thing, Jason. Uh, this week, for whatever reason, you picked up hundreds of followers in Eastern Europe. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know why, but the fitness tech podcast that you did with us a week ago got a bunch of downloads in in the Czech Republic. And I'm not joking. I am, all of a sudden, I, I was like looking at these numbers. I'm like, this is kind of strange. And so I drilled down. I have a little... I have a little download map, right, that shows me on the, in the globe where these downloads are. And I, I'm like, why are we getting all these downloads in Czechoslovakia? And so for whatever reason, you've developed a following uh, in, in the Czech Republic. Maybe it's your last name. Oh, oh wow. Maybe it's the, yeah, and Beijing. Like, there is a Beijing. There is some for Beijing quite, as well. Quite yeah, aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's funny. Yeah, so, we, uh, go ahead. It's, no, no. I, um, my last name's Croatian. I don't really know where the Czech Republic fits in. I don't. That. Not, I, uh, not a clue. Um, hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love so, to come train over there. Shout out to our friends in Europe. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, it's one of those things you start asking the question as a as a small time podcaster, which I am. You start asking the question, so why? You know what? <laughs> not even an English speaking. I mean, I, certainly there's people who speak English there, but I, I would expect. You know, we're the podcast does well in Great Britain and in Australia, and of course here in the United States and Canada. Um, we, I expect those hits. I just didn't expect a ton of hits from <laughs> Beijing and from 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 Czechoslovakia. I, I was, and it's a really obscure town there too. So, and it's not like they can do fraud with the podcast. I mean, so you're like, why would they be? These, are, these are legit downloads. Then and why would they download it? 
and we were in we were in San Diego, Jason, and and Jim is sending me these messages like, "Who do you know in the Czech Republic?" Is there somebody that What's is going on there? There or anyway, so to our friends in Eastern Europe, uh, I wish I could speak in your language, but I can't. <laughs> and uh, to our to our friends in Beijing, I appreciate the downloads. Wow. And tell all your friends, I guess. I don't know. So, uh, guys, thanks for taking the time out tonight on a Tuesday night to get together. I'll I'll put this together and we'll we'll post it here fairly quickly, probably tomorrow uh, on Wednesday. We'll get this thing put out. But thanks, uh, Jason. Look forward to following you uh, on this. Good luck on 100 miles. Uh, you're going to do great, I'm sure. And and Carrie, make sure he's got plenty of food and buy him a damn <laughs> pizza for God's sake. I if you know what. The- I told him, you know, if he gives me the first 50 miles, he'll he'll be glad for it. And he will ask me to continue the second 50 miles. So Excellent. I'm hopeful that that will be the case. But if he does demand a hostess cupcake that is filled with Slim Jims at mile 51, that that I will I will allow that to happen. So Excellent. Well, if you've got any advice for Jason on how to get through this or a diet that he should be following, podcast at theaverageguy.tv. I will forward that on to Carrie. And <laughs> yes, and I we'll will. see if it passed muster. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Yeah, Jason, good, good luck to you. I'm sure we'll talk again, but uh, uh, good luck on the, on the 100 miles. I'm sure you're going to do great. Great. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you bet. Thanks again for listening to another Fitness Tech Podcast, and and we'll be live this weekend, so make sure you join us. And uh, and then we'll do a follow-up, Jason. I imagine next week, we'll, when, once you get your head pulled back together after 100 miles, we'll do a follow-up with you. I recommend within the first five minutes after he's done. I think he'll be, I think he'll be. Be great. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for coming out tonight. Good night.